0: This is Trice Talk Minipod for a Friday night, October the 1st, 2021, and I'm your host, Donald Wayne. Yes, Dr. John, always... There's... Back about the same time, there was a Dr. John and a Dr. Hook, and uh, even though they don't sound the same, I always used to get them confused all the time. But that song um, was featured in the movie Sahara, which uh, always kind of... I enjoyed that movie. One of the the ones that came out. I guess that was golly, was that early 2000 something? Matthew McConaughey. When he was still doing his hair thing, you know, kind of (laughs) like someone else we know that likes to fly their hair back and forth uh, in the movies. But anyway, been in the right place at the wrong time. Golly, I can relate to that for sure. Um, Thanks for joining me for this. There I go again saying thanks for joining me. You're not joining me. You're listening to this episode of Minipod because if you were joining me, I would have to be live, right? Well, now I can officially start counting down the days until halloween since we've hit october the 1st it's actually 30 days till halloween and thanksgiving well thanksgiving's 55 days away and of course the number one holiday season of the year christmas is only 80 days away Uh, hopefully that'll give you time to get your stuff out of layaway uh, if anybody does, does anybody do layaway anymore anyway? Anyway, I, I don't know. Uh, I haven't done a layaway in years. Um, that used to be a big thing. I remember one time putting, actually, I, I may have told this story before, but I remember putting uh, some of Dennis Lee's stuff in layaway at a place called Western Auto in Texas. Um, it was kind of like a tire store. Can you believe that? But they, they sold toys for some reason around Christmas time. I guess it helped boost business. Come in, buy some tires and oh, by the way, you know, pick up some, uh, building blocks for little Billy. But, uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly what we put in layaway for him, but yeah, the, I think that was probably one of the first layaways ever did, uh, for Dennis Lee's stuff. I'm sure he still has all that stuff somewhere in a box. Uh, maybe with some of these holiday celebrations to look forward to. The, the positive side is that maybe we can drown out all of that noise from the left about the more ridiculous things. So many ridiculous things that I I've lost count. I don't I don't know if y'all are trying to keep up with the daily barrage of insults and gloom and doom coming from liberals i mean you know uh since they've been fighting over this uh 3.5 trillion dollar boondoggle bill in congress i mean it's just like they act like if this doesn't get passed you know we're going to collapse well i hear i'm here to tell you uh not that i'm an economist or an expert on much of anything but i can tell you that if they pass that with all that free crap that they want to have collapse is more likely than not. But if we're not careful, going back to the holiday thing, if we're not careful, you can just about bet they're going to try to put a damper on this year's holiday celebrations again. Last year was, you know, there was a lot of legitimacy to last year's cautions And, you know, trying to cut back on a lot of things that people did. But this year, I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off again, even though uh, I saw somebody uh, interviewing. It was an excerpt from an interview somebody did with Dr. Fauci. And he was quoted as saying, you know, a few weeks ago that, uh, you know, with all the football games and all the crowds and the foot college football games, the crowds and the stadiums and so forth and unmask and all this and the shouting and the screaming, which seems to be a multiplier of COVID issues, um, that there's going to be hell to pay. Well, it's still short. I mean, we've only what I think this is week four of the college games. Uh, it's hard to believe it, But I think it's week four. And uh, so far, no reports of serious issues. So anyway, this reporter was asking Dr. Fauci, well, since, you know, you've been wrong on so many things and you've had to change your opinion on so many things, do you think people have lost confidence in you? And of course, I'm paraphrasing some of this. And Dr. Fauci, and, and then he said, and since people are losing confidence in you, do you think you should resign? And he pretty much said, absolutely not. Well, hell no, he's not going to resign. He's making, he's got a higher salary every year than the the president of the United States. So why in the hell would this man resign? He's going to, he's going to hang on there tooth and nail until somebody drags his little skinny ass out of his office, wherever it is. No, this man's not going to give up his job. No, he doesn't feel any embarrassment about being wrong. He calls it, well, the science changes so I can change. Which, you know, there's some validity to that. I understand that. But I've never seen such a chameleon in my entire life as Dr. Fauci. And if he were a Republican and if he were a supporter of Donald Trump, I guarantee you, his number would have come up a long time ago with the liberals. They would have cut his ass out quickly if he ever appeared to be a Donald Trump supporter. So I thought that was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, you know, (laughs) after all, liberals think that everything that they do is in our best interest, right? That they're only doing what's right for the people, what's best for the people, especially the little people. Well, they may not refer to us as the little people anymore. They call us, uh, what do they call us? The middle class or uh, the disadvantaged. Because after all, it's in their best interest, Really? if we are characterized as being miserable and desperate all the time, and some of us are, you know, there are some desperate people, desperate times in, in certain situations across the country. Um, but that's when they think we're most vulnerable when, when we're in situations like this where, and then they try to make us feel even worse and look like there's no hope except the shining beacon of liberalism on the horizon or in washington dc if I, I i should say that's when they think they can exert the most influence over us right i think they're beginning to learn really it's start now that we're easing out of the covid situation for the most part certainly not saying that it's over because there's there's other reports of Spikes in areas and so forth, but we're certainly in a far better place than we were this time last year. But I think that liberals are beginning to learn that we don't give a crap about what they think, their opinion on anything, because they've been so wrong so many times. I really don't see how they have any credibility at all. Now, I'm not saying that Republicans have the greatest credibility in the world. At least the leaders in Washington, D.C. But liberals should have far less than anybody else just because they've been wrong about so many things. And everything that they talk about is destruction, gloom, and doom. I think our message to the liberals. Uh, and the Bernie Sanders and the AOCs and the Cory Booker's and all those people that you know want to uh, want to make America look like a hellhole. It's such a hellhole that we've had one point six million people make the trek from wherever they came from, through adverse conditions and dealing with the cartels on the border and so forth, to come into this country to this hellhole as the liberals seem to call it, this racist society that only white people have any power and uh, enjoy the benefits of being in America. Yet 1.6 million people and counting have come into this country this year. So I, I don't really know how they get away with saying that as often as they do but we can't be shamed or threatened into adherence to their idiotic view of the world and their plans to fundamentally change America. And and uh, Chuck Schumer said that. Nancy Pelosi has said that, that the things that they're trying to do The laws, the bills, whatever you want to call them, that they're trying to pass are designed to fundamentally change America forever. Now, that may float with some liberals in this country, but I really don't think it floats with the people who care about this country. And where it's going and the potential to have some kind of future that's not provided to you by the federal government. And actually, and I say this a lot, the federal government doesn't give you, or they give you things, but it's not theirs to give. We give them that money to help run the country to, for our protection and for certain things that uh that only they can be responsible for but somehow or another over the last 20 or 30 years they seem to think that they deserve more and more money so they can do more and more things for people and then that in turn helps them keep their wrinkled ugly ass in office It's not their money, people. Think about it. It's not their money. Think about how much, how many things that you could do with the money that you pay in every year. And I'm not saying we should not pay taxes. We have to pay taxes. We have to support our military. We have to support our national defense. But it was never meant to support as many things and people. As we do, and look how large the federal government has grown in in uh, the last few decades, and they want to add more to the IRS so they can keep watch over you and make sure that you're paying as much as they want you to pay into that system, so they can maintain what they think. Is a better future for this country. But really, all it is is a better future for them. For the life of me, I can't figure out why Nancy Pelosi is hanging on there. And I mean, she must just love the power. She can't need the money that bad. She certainly can't need the notoriety. I mean, are you really that um, self important that you think? that you're the only person that can do this job. I mean, there's got to be people in the house that are just chomping at the bit to replace Nancy Pelosi. But anyway, uh, I want to click a few tweets. It's Friday night. I just want to, I'm kind of off the cuff here. want to do a few things that I don't normally do. And, um, it used to be freaky Friday for Dennis Lee and I, and, and that's when we had, uh, originally we had most of our fun times was on a friday night so i just i want to just play some uh, things that i found on twitter for you and uh just kind of go along with the theme that i've got here for tonight but anyway i found a tweet last night i I thought it was different and this one's kind of um it's just someone making a statement they're going through an airport uh I believe he said he was a pastor. You may have seen it on Twitter, but I'm going to play it here in a second when I can get over there and uh, get to that section. I've been saving a lot of these lately because I kind of like the messages. Uh, this one, I have mixed feelings about it because I think I think his message is fine. I don't agree with uh, every bit of it, but still, I think it's a good message. It's basically a push. Pu- <laughs> oh boy. It's a push back message. That's hard to say. Uh, when your mouth is dry, it's a push back me- uh, message method. All right. I'll just leave that one alone. So let me play this. It's not very long and, uh, it's his message to everybody that, uh, they don't have to put up with it let me see if they usually never start they at the beginning they, they always start hey
1: guys pastor greg luck here you know one of the best ways to build up a uh, tolerance and a resiliency to tyranny just walk through the airport everywhere you go every time you fly and never wear a mask number one you'll be like one of the only people in the entire place that's that way but then wear a make america godly again shirt And you'll get a lot of looks. You'll get people to say things. But look, they keep saying, oh, if you only comply, this whole thing will go away. That's lying, hypocritical nonsense. It's never going to go away because you keep complying. Resist this tyrannical, demonic stupidity. Resist it. Okay? The elites aren't wearing masks and aren't getting vaccinated. This is stupid. It is dumb. Walk to an airport. Let people cuss. Let people fuss. Let the authorities say what they want to. They can't arrest you. There's nothing they're going to do. Don't believe this stupidness that it's a federal law. No, it's not. It's a stupid, made up, unconstitutional mandate. Let's make America godly again.
0: I do like his t-shirt. Uh he's got a t-shirt that says make America godly again. So that's that's kind of neat. Um, you know. I don't recommend defying mask policies of businesses, you know, that require them or public areas like airports that may have policies requiring them. If there are signs posted that says you must wear a mask to be in here, then I will comply. Um, So I don't, I don't, you know, whether or not I believe that they're doing any good, I think businesses, especially private businesses, have the right to require you to uh adhere to that policy if they expect you to to come into their store actually because it's their store it's their business just because you're a customer does not give you a right to break their rules in my opinion you may not agree with me on that so you know i think he has a right to say that and, and it's kind of bold statement but um you know if there's not signs in the airport posted that say you must wear a mask to be in here then I have no problem with that. But I do like his shirt. Like I said, his T-shirt. And so, um, but if you aren't violating, violating, I can't even talk tonight and it's Friday night and I swear I haven't had anything to drink. But if you aren't violating an ordinance or it's uh, strictly voluntary to wear a mask, do whatever you think is the right thing to do for you. You know, this whole thing about, um, uh, wanting people to wear masks again because the vaccinated could still get COVID. If you have it, you can transmit it to them. You know, that's not what they told us, you know, at the beginning of the year when we started the vaccinations. But I realize the science, Fauci says, has changed. But is it going to change every time they get us to comply with something and then Oh, by the way, well, no, that's not going to be the end all for that. We're going to have to do it more often. We're going to have to do it every four months until we get a handle on this. So, um, anyway, that's that's the thing about mask and uh, that he says he's a pastor. I think he said his pastor Ben or something like that. Uh, it's posted on Twitter by at Shea S H A E underscore 1776 so if you want to check that one out if you haven't seen it um all right let me see what's the next one you know if you listen to Talk or mini pods you know that i talk all the time about the fact that uh, that joe biden can't draw a fraction of the crowds that donald trump draws right i mean he got all these people in the country to support, uh, to, to vote for him last year, supposedly, uh, no conspiracy theories here, but supposedly he got all these people to vote for him, uh, last November. And yet the man can't draw flies when he goes somewhere. I mean, now the liberals will probably tell you, well, you know, we're trying to keep down on the crowds for because of COVID issues. That was the whole reason they kept his ass in a basement last year up until, you know, right before time to uh, vote because of COVID issues. That was the excuse to keep him out of sight where Donald Trump is running around the country doing rallies and so forth. Um, <laughs> but I did happen to find... uh some Joe Biden fans that were tweeting their expression of support. They were giving him when he made an appearance at the nationals baseball park, um, earlier this week, I'm not sure what day it was. Uh, so let me play that one. You, you may have heard that. I I first saw it on the news, um, Fox news, and then, uh, it's very short. So you'll have to, uh, evidently, joe biden's down on the field with some of the players there's i'm sorry they got him on the big screen uh it's funny he's shaking hands and he's uh, he's talking to uh some of the players none of which have mask on that i can see in this video in fact uh, they're showing it on the what do they call it the uh uh, I don't know the big screen TV at the parks. The I can't I, I can't think of the name of it now, but I don't see anybody there wearing masks. So let me show. Uh, let me play this little clip of the Joe Biden fans at the National Baseball Park. <laughs> Okay. Maybe they're not really fans. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they're not really enjoying seeing Joe Biden on the, uh, screen up there at the nationals park. Okay. All right. Well, that one doesn't really help the case for him. Um, let's see. I've got, let me, all right. Let let me go surely this one with nancy pelosi will probably be a little bit closer to um uh supporting uh, talking about supporting uh biden's agenda uh let me do this one if you haven't seen it this one is short as well which is probably a good thing when it includes nancy but pelosi
2: even, uh, to address
0: oh shut up all right
2: keep government open we intend we have to do those imminently, uh, in, in, more imminently even uh, to address the full Obama agenda of building back better. With
0: Did you hear that she just said <laughs> she's giving credit to Barack Obama for Biden's build back better agenda? Did you hear that?
2: Agenda of building back to address the full Obama agenda of building back better with, and I love to say building back better.
0: Yep. She said Obama. So, uh, you know, there's some people that say that Barack Obama is actually controlling everything in Washington DC and Joe Biden is just a little puppet that pops out and is the figurehead, so to speak. All right, so Nancy's not really doing Joe Biden any good with that one. Um, let me see, I've got another one here, a, another Pelosi thing. Let me let me play this one, see if this one's any better. <laughs> this one, you got to, I'm gonna, I'll tell you how to look at this one after I play it. All right, let's.
2: See what our value, let's not talk about numbers, let's, and dollars, let's talk about values. Something that might violate the bird rule, or provisions of privilege, whatever that is, and that's a—it's—it's a, 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 it's not just. Um, we have some, uh, shall we say, bird bath pr- privilege kinds of things. How 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 much in agreement are we on that? So that adding up what our priorities are should take us to a number.
0: <laughs> this. <laughs> Okay. Uh really that one's funny when you when you watch it. I'm I'm going to tell you how to find that one. I think it's something that actually comes off of TikTok. Somebody did. It's it's hilarious. It was posted by uh let's see if I, at Jill RTE on Twitter, but it's something that that was done on uh TikTok and <laughs> I mean, it's, it's somebody impersonating Nancy Pelosi and it's, it's funny. It's funny, but that doesn't help Joe Biden either. So, um, I, I guess I'll, I I guess I can, let me see. I, I think I got one more here. Somebody that's, let me try this one. I'm gonna have to be careful with this one because, uh, I can't let it come in the wrong place. Let me see no 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 you know it's very hard to get this thing to play where you exactly want it to play somebody um well maybe she's not a biden supporter because she has a shirt on that says biden not my president let's see what she says about joe biden if i can get Past the questionable part. Let me turn this. <laughs> oh boy, I'm.
3: Get out! Leave all country. Go back to China and smoke crack with your son, you scumbag.
0: Okay. Definitely not a Biden supporter either. I don't know where this is. Uh, that one was posted by uh, where is this one? I I can't tell. Looks like Heather, but I don't see the I don't see the at. So I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. Maybe I don't know. So it doesn't matter. All right. So I can't find anybody that really is supporting Joe Biden, but you know he sure got a hell of a lot of votes last year. So uh, they got to be hiding around the country somewhere. Uh, just, unfortunately, people can't ever run into them. Now, it's funny, you know, when they do these on the on the man street kind of things or uh, woman on the street interviews or whatever it is they do or at the college campuses and they go in and they find people and, and they will find liberals or they find college students that uh, that think that they support Joe Biden and the Democrats. Uh, and they think that he's doing a great job until you ask them exactly what has Joe Biden done that you like. And they can't answer it. They don't know what to say. Well, and I, I, I played one a few weeks ago that um, this person, this this college student was asked that uh, oh yeah, I think he's doing a great job. And well, what, what what kind of policies is he, uh, you know, what is it that he's done that you support? Or do you think that's beneficial? And then they thought a minute and they came, they cut away and did some others and came back and the person was still thinking. And, and then they said, well, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, well, maybe. maybe i don't <laughs> they just kind of like draw a blank and that's sad if you can't point to some things you say you support somebody and you say that somebody's doing a great job but you can't you can't recall what it is that they're doing that you like or that you think is good for the country now that's not everybody there's a lot of hard hardened liberals They can tell you real quick, but it's always something like what, what the government's, you know, giving people, you know, like free two years of college, Uh, this uh, universal pay thing that they're pushing around. Um, Just, they come up with stuff like that and that's, that's always their in for saying, Oh yeah. Yeah. Liberals are doing a great job. Uh, so much better than that, that fool that we had in office before, you know, that, that Trump guy. So, um, <laughs> I, uh, let's see if there's one other one here. Let's see. I, uh, no, that's I guess that was the last one, the one with Pelosi. Well, I've got one more coming up, but it, it kind of ties into this story. All right, so I'm going to move on to the only story that I'm going to do tonight, and it'll be a quick one. But uh, we talked about the other night, because uh, last weekend, last Saturday, it was uh, the Trump rally in uh, Perry, Georgia. Uh, he was here trying to help some of the candidates running for office Uh, in the midterms next year, and uh, Herschel Walker is one of them that's going to be running, or is running, for uh, uh, Raphael Warnock's Senate seat that he won last year. Well, actually in the runoff in January. So Herschel Walker's running for that, and then there's a few other candidates, and I don't remember them listing them in the article that I read, but So um, I don't know if you've seen any of the video from that Trump rally in Perry, Georgia from last Saturday, but there was a point in the rally where Donald Trump called on a U.S. Marine that received some notoriety over an act the whole world has seen a number of times. You know, while he was involved in the evacuation of people out of uh, Kabul uh, last month. Golly, it doesn't seem like it's been a month, does it? It has, um, but I found the story on the epic uh, in the Epic Times, which is one of my favorite uh, sources for stories for the uh, podcast. And this story is uh, was written by Zachary Steiber. It's titled "U.S. Marine Who Says He Rescued Baby at Kabul Airport Being Investigated for Appearing at the Trump Rally." Well, we we could have seen that one coming from a mile away right i wondered when he was there that night uh i thought he was a brave soul uh you know still being an active marine still active in the service and he's at a rally for donald trump especially considering the uh, the military brass now in charge uh that seems to be loyal to uh, joe biden but anyway, um, so the story goes on. A spokesman for the 24th Marine Expeditionary Unit told the Epic Times in an email, our unit has initiated a command investigation regarding uh, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark's attendance at the event last weekend to determine if any DOD, Department of uh, Oh, gee, DOD, Department of Defense. I I almost said Department of Justice. The DOD, Department of Defense, policies were violated. Any details pertaining to this incident are not releasable while an investigation is being conducted, they said. Uh, Lance Corporal Clark was called up on stage on Saturday by Trump during the rally in Perry. He said he was the guy that pulled the baby over the wall describing the moment as one of the greatest in his life. Clark said while on stage, I just want to thank all the support from y'all. It really means a lot, and I'm glad to be home now. And that was pretty much it. I mean, he, he, didn't ha- he was up there about a minute, so it wasn't like a big rousing speech that he gave. Of course, he's a young man, Uh, He seemed to be overwhelmed, though. He did seem to be emotional about being up there on the stage Uh, and maybe in just a little bit in awe of uh, actually being in front of Donald Trump. Who knows? A viral photograph that showed a Marine pulling a baby on August the 19th over barbed wire into the airport, Uh, the military is saying, does not show Clark. And this is according to the Marine Expeditionary Unit spokesperson. So that they're saying that's not Clark, that a viral photograph that has circulated is showing. However, there were several other babies rescued by US troops during the 10 days they were holding the airport for a mass evacuation. So the unit is not saying what policies Clark may have violated But the Department of Defense policy say an active duty service members should not engage in partisan political activity. Really? Really? Okay. well, hang on to that thought for a minute. I'm going to come back to it. But that includes participation in partisan political fundraising activities, rallies, conventions and other events. Still, those rules don't apply to members who aren't wearing their uniform provided no inference or appearance of official sponsorship, approval or endorsement can reasonably be drawn from uh, that attendance. Trump told the rally that one of the Marines who was in Kabul and helped evacuate children was with them last Saturday night. He said Clark did a great job before asking them to get him up on the stage with him. Clark only spoke for about a minute, like I said before, and that's the end of that article. So go back to this thing. Department of Defense policies say active duty service members should not engage in partisan political activity. Okay, how many people, (laughs) how many military people were criticizing Donald Trump, especially towards the end of of his term in office last year. Um, And actually some of those, uh, General Miley that's, uh, you know, had to come before the Senate this past week for hearings is one of those people that uh, was actually engaging, at least some people say engaging in partisan politics. And he's high up. Um, he's supposed to be setting an example for everybody. So if he can run around being partisan, uh, how can you tell, you know, the enlisted men that they can't be partisan? That's just another example of how the woke liberals go after anyone, in my opinion, who attaches themselves to Donald Trump. Um, I mean, it's been nine months he's been out of office, I guess going on 10 months now. And these people cannot stand it for anybody to publicly stand up for Donald Trump or get involved in anything that Donald Trump is involved in. It's, it's, it's crazy. Liberals can't stand the fact that a defeated president can draw more loyalty and support than that old fossil they have sitting in the White House. It's actually embarrassing as far as I'm concerned, but liberals made their bed and now they're having to sleep in it, right? The people that should be looked at a little closer are, well, the very ones that are pointing fingers at the Trump supporters. Let me uh, I've got one more tweet I want to share with you, and it's again, along this same line. Uh, this one's just a little bit longer, but I think it's kind of important, even though I think the person in here maybe could have toned it down a little bit. Sometimes I I watched some of that hearing this week uh, with General Miley and um, Secretary Austin, and I can't remember the other general's name, um, but, you know, they were before the Senate hearing, and I think some of the Republicans wasted their time. You know, giving speeches when I I wanted them to be asking questions. You know, because these guys can sit there—the ones that you're supposed to be, you know, grilling—they can just sit there and say, "Hey, you know, sh- yeah, y'all keep on talking. Yeah, just run that time down, and that'd be less time I have to spend answering." But anyway, I think this one is uh, one of the better ones that I heard, and uh, this this is a. T- from a tweet as well. So let me play this and then I'll be through with that for tonight.
4: When did you become aware? You really blew that call, didn't you general?
0: I believe that that was a issue of strategic stalemate and that if we had remained in Afghanistan uh, with the advisory levels of effort then the government of Afghanistan. Well, that's that's an interesting answer to a question. Forces. It's
4: just not one I asked. You spent more time with Bob Woodward, on this book than you spent analyzing the very likely prospect that the Afghanistan government was going to fall immediately to the Taliban, didn't you?
0: Not even close, Congressman.
4: Oh, really? Because you said right after Kabul fell that no one could have anticipated the immediate fall of the Ghani government. When did you become aware that Joe Biden tried to get Ghani to lie about the conditions in Afghanistan? He did that in July. Did you know that right away? I'm not aware of what President Biden. You're not aware of the phone call that Biden had with Ghani where he said, whether it is true or not, we want you to go out there and paint a rosy picture of what's going on in Afghanistan. You're the chief military advisor to the president. You said that the Taliban was not going to defeat the government of Afghanistan militarily, which, by the way, they cut through him like a hot knife through butter. And then the president tries to get Ghani to lie. When did you become aware of that attempt?
0: Well, there's two things there, Congressman, if, if I may. One is what I said was the situation was stalemate and if we kept advisors with there the government of afghanistan and the army would have still been there that's what i said whether that's right or wrong i don't know but it seems
4: wrong now with well, the we we control. withdrew all the, ad, we withdrew secretary all austin. The secretary austin are you capable of assessing whether another has the will to fight
3: no we're not and uh, that's the point that the chairman made earlier
4: That's just like an incredibly disappointing thing for the secretary of defense to simply say, I can't assess whether someone has the will to fight, but it is consistent with your record. I mean, during the Obama administration, I think they gave you about $48 million to go train up some folks in Syria to go take on the Assad government. And I think your testimony was that only four or five survived first contact with the enemy. So what confidence should this committee have in you or should the country have in you when you've now confessed to us and whether it's the swing and a a miss in Afghanistan that General Milley talked to the Senate about yesterday, total failure, or whether it was your failures in Syria. You don't seem capable to look at a fighting force and determine whether or not they have the will. Is is that an embarrassing? You recall,
3: Congressman, that uh, the end result was a... a, uh, uh, the SDF that we stood up that was very, very instrumental in turning the, the, the tide of, uh, of, of battle up in Syria.
4: Oh, yeah. Turn, turned it so much. You've got Assad in power in Syria. You've got the Taliban in power in Afghanistan. I mean, where have you been?
3: The focus was the focus was ISIS, Congressman. And we and, and those forces. Uh, had significant uh, effect on on the well, ISIS it, network.
4: It just seems like you're chronically bad at this, and you have admitted that, I guess, which is to your credit. But you know, when when people in the military, like Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Sheller, stand up and demand accountability, when they say that you all screwed up, when they point out that General Milley's statement that the you know, that, that the government of Afghanistan is not going to get defeated by the Taliban, well, he ends up in the brig, and you all end up in front of us. And your former employer Raytheon ends up with a lot of money and we have poured cash and blood and credibility into a Ghani government that was a mirage. It fell immediately. And while the guy sitting next to you was off, you know, talking to Phil Rucker and was off doing his thing with Bob Woodward. We were buying into the big lie, the big lie that this that this was ever going to be successful and that we could ever rely on the Afghanistan government for anything at all. You know, General Mill, you kind of gave up the game earlier when you said you wanted to address elements of your personal conduct that were in question. We're not questioning your personal conduct. We're questioning in your official capacity going and undermining the chain of command, which is obviously what you did. You, you've created this whole chain did not of communication undermine the chain of man and Yeah, man you did. You absolutely not. did. And it did not. Well, you know what, you said yesterday that you this question and I believe that you guys probably won't resign. you seem to be very happy failing up over there but if we didn't have a president that was so addled, you all would be fired because that is what you deserve you have let down the people who wear the uniform in my district and all around this country and you're far more interested in what your perception is and how people think about you in insider Washington books than you care about winning this is incapable of doing. I miss Will.
0: <laughs> okay. Tell us how you really feel. Of course, that was Congressman Matt Getz or Gates. I think some people pronounce it. I, I always forget, I think it's Getz or Gates, but it's him, Matt. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. You know, Except to say that General Milley, I'm. It's it's hard to make an opinion or have an opinion about some of these things when we know that some of these people. And I know Matt Gates was uh, trying to. Um, I think he was grandstanding just a little bit. Or, or I think all the Republicans, you know, tended to um, try to make their own points. More so than they did ask questions, which for me was disappointing. And then the Democrats would come in, for the most part, very supportive of what Biden did, you know, praise his leadership and praise what the military did. And the military did, you know, perform as best they could in the situation that they were given by the leadership, I believe in afghanistan and trying to get people out of kabul but you know what this whole hearing was about is to see what the leadership should have done better than what was done and uh that could have avoided possibly uh, the death of those 13 uh, service people that died there that should not have died in kabul at that time so um yeah, I think he made a great point when he was talking about that lieutenant colonel that was put in the brig because he he spoke out against the leadership uh, and their handling of uh, the Afghanistan withdrawal. And it seems like anybody that questions anybody associated with the Biden administration or people in power, While, you know, since Biden's in control of the country, the Democrats are in control, you know, they get in trouble. Yet for even before Donald Trump took office, after just while he was running, people tried to destroy him. And all through the four years he was in office, people tried to destroy him and remove him as president. And criticized him left and right. The liberals were just were like sharks in the water circling Donald Trump for four years on any little tidbit of blood in the water that they thought that would give them a reason to attack. Yet anybody that criticizes Biden, anybody that doesn't have some, you know, substantial backing, you know, people that are kind of immune to any Kind of particular uh, punishment, but you take these people like that lieutenant colonel that was uh, put in the brig for speaking out. You take this this uh, young kid, uh, this lance corporal that was at the Trump rally. All he did is he went he went to a rally. He has a right and as an American citizen to go to to a rally. He is in the military, but he wasn't wearing uniform. He wasn't there as a marine. He was there as as a as a um, American citizen, even though Trump, uh, you know, spoke about that particular act uh, of pulling the child over the wall or a child over the wall, but they want to go after him. They want to investigate him for what, for what? Do you think he's financing the Trump campaign You think he's pouring a lot of money in for the GOP candidates in Georgia? I mean, he's from that area where they had the rally. Why couldn't he go? And why can't he go without, they've got to investigate this kid to see what, you know, what they're doing that for is to scare people from doing what they do. They're trying to scare people from standing up and expressing their views and expressing who they support. You know, there's no law in this country that we all have to agree on what is right and wrong. There's no law that says you have to support the people in power, obviously, because they didn't, you know, so many didn't on the liberal side for four years while Donald Trump was in office. Maxine Waters. Within a short time of Donald Trump being sworn in. She said, he is not my president. I do not support him. There were people on the Democrat side that refused to go to the inauguration ceremonies that year. They stayed away in protest. And these, gosh, I want to, I want to say some stuff. Uh, These people, now, complain because people bitch about Biden or they want to criticize Biden. Oh, you don't have the right to criticize Joe Biden and the Democrats and criticize the things they're trying to do when you assholes spent four years plus before he even got it, took office, trying to character assassinate Donald Trump. Everything you could possibly do everything you could possibly try but everything's supposed to be hands off when the democrats in control why can't people see the hypocrisy in that why can't democrats see the hypocrisy in that how can they support these people who are hypocrites how can you think that one party can demand unwavering allegiance to whatever they say has to be done or whatever we should be doing. And yet the other party, they're a bunch of fools and you don't have to listen to them. You don't have to support them. You don't even have to uh, acknowledge that they exist. How is that? That's what I take from these things. And it's it's uh, it's very disgusting, and I think we we've we've got some of the. I mean, people talked about Donald Trump and what kind of person he was, and I'm here to tell you, liberals, if there's any liberals listening, or if you have some liberal friends, you can tell them, those of us who voted for Donald Trump. We did it on purpose. We didn't do it out of a pie-in-the-sky thing. Uh, We did it because we were tired of the politics in Washington, D.C. We wanted somebody that wasn't a politician, somebody that hasn't been taking money from us for the past 40 years and doing nothing in return. And so we said, what the hell? This guy... Sounds like he wants to do what we want to have done in this country. So we knew what we were doing when we voted for Donald Trump. And you, you Rhino Republicans out there, which we can really thank for the, the, crap that we're having to deal with now for the last nine months in this country since joe biden took office and that bunch of fools took over and and uh well i'll leave it at that all right i'll leave it at that i can i can go on about that that stuff for a long time and um I'm not. It's Friday night. I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to go play some video games. So, um, (laughs) that's going to do it for tonight. I appreciate you taking time to listen and download this episode of Tristalk Minipod. If you did, um, if you like what you heard, please be sure to hit that follow button. Uh, we could really use the support. And, um, if you were offended, or you want to comment on anything that uh, I said tonight uh you know please feel free and is right well excuse me i I'm, I'm trying to flip over to the music and went through the twitter thing again um please feel free to send me an email at trice 69 pts at gmail.com. That's trystalk 69 pts at gmail.com. Send me an email. Tell me what you think about any of the uh, material that I use on the show or any of the comments that I make, my personal comments, which they're all my personal opinion. Uh, just, hey, I, I love disagreement. I'd love to have um, a communication with someone who says that I'm wrong about something or that, uh, any of the articles that we use and and they disagree with some of the things that are said in those articles, I encourage you to send me an email and we'll start some communication about that. We may never end up agreeing about anything, but we're not supposed to agree on everything. You cannot have a country where everybody is going to agree on every point, every issue, not going to happen, not in the real world. So please join me for another episode, probably tomorrow night. Um, and then I'll have an announcement tomorrow night to make. So you definitely uh, want to check that episode out. Uh, Uh, it's something important, uh, that I want to share with you. And, um, I guess, I guess that's pretty much it on my uh, on my little notes here. So until next time, which hopefully will be tomorrow night, please pay attention to what's going on. So stay safe, everybody.